Oh, yeah. Guess who's back? That's right. It's your motherfucking boy, Jamie Mack. And you know what? Forgive me for my mouth. Forgive me for my language. But it is just who I am. So to get this thing started, I just want to say I thank everybody from previously the No Nonsense Sports Show, my boy Hooch from F Your Team Podcast, but your boy Jamie Mack is on to something new, and it's the ADD Sports Talk, and you already know, if you know me, what that's all about. So let's go ahead and get this show started. Um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited um, because I'm back to talking about some sports, back to doing what I do best is educating you guys on what's really going on out there in the world of sports, right? And again, my education, my teachings, my knowledge isn't absolute, isn't the only thing that's out there as far as information, but it's the realest. It's going to be facts and it's going to be true. So um, I'm really excited about this new uh, podcast that uh, I'm doing and I hope that you guys enjoy it. Um, I hope that you get out of it what I get put into it and let's just get this motherfucker started. All right. So, you know, again, I've been doing podcasts now for few years, um, did a couple other sports podcasts and, you know, I think they did well, but as you can tell with the title of this one, I got ADD. I mean, and there's nothing, I'm not hiding from it anymore. It is what it is. And what that means is that, you know, sometimes I get distracted, but that's what this show is going to be about, right? So, Understand, I may change topics mid-topic. I may go from one to the another, but you know what? I hope that you can hang out with me. I hope that you can, you know, follow along. And then eventually in the end, I hope that I give you a great podcast, right? And, and, and ultimately, that's my goal. So I just want to break it down, uh, kind of the genesis of why I chose that name, um, why I've gone through, this is my third iteration of, of titles and names of the different sports podcasts that I've done, but I think I found it. I think this is where I'm home. I think this is where I belong. So, um, without any further hesitation, I was going to say adieu, but I don't exactly know what that means. So I don't want anyone to call me out for using words that I don't know the meaning of. So I'm going to say without any further hesitation, um, let's go ahead and get into this show. All right. So um, what I want to talk about um, is, you know, a couple of things. You know, I've been in Atlanta now over four years. Um, I have witnessed Atlanta sports up close, um, you know, for those four years. And when I first got to Atlanta, I was told about how there seems to be some sort of curse on Atlanta sports franchises, whether, you know, and from afar, someone who didn't live here, it wasn't really 
something that I was able to buy into because I, I remember the Braves um, being good for so long, right? Um, and yeah, they only won one championship, but you got a title, right? I mean, you won something. So that how does that seem cursed? So can you be successful? Can you have achieved the pinnacle and still could be considered cursed? I didn't believe so. I didn't think so. But as I've kind of been able to observe the sports landscape here in Atlanta um, more closely, I don't know if I disagree with that. You know, I mean, the Cubs had the GOAT. I mean, there's been all kind of curses that people have said that, you know, were affecting their team and preventing them from being the the what they needed to be. And I'm starting to believe that there may be something to it and not necessarily like from a witch's standpoint, right? It's not, not that it's not that there's somebody that's sitting in some around somewhere with a voodoo doll or, you know, putting roots on, on the team or anything of that nature. I think that it's really in your mind, right? I think it becomes a curse of your own brain. Like you believe it to the point where you can't get past or, um, expect is more of the case. You know, you expect things not to end well, even when they're going well. And I feel like that's what I see when I look at Atlanta sports franchises. So um, I, I wish, you know, I had been able to do a show. Not that I wish I would have, I could have. I wish I had done a show after the Super Bowl because Atlanta was um, devastated, um, as you can imagine, you know, being up 28 to 3. No one even likes to say that number, you know, 28 or 3 um, in Atlanta any longer because it just epitomizes or reinforces that, that curse um, mentality. And I think what has happened since then is that um, – even though the, the Falcons made it back to the playoffs, only team this year that made it back to the playoffs that was in the playoffs the year before, right? I mean, that's something to be said, right? But I feel like the entire team, I feel like the entire town knew that it was not going to end well, except for me, because I'm the eternal optimist, right? I, and, and again, I'm not a Falcon fan by birthright. You know, I didn't, I wasn't born a Falcon fan, but I live here. I love it when local sports teams do well. So therefore the town is in a better place and it's better for me, right? I mean, it's for selfish reasons. That's, that's just the bottom line. Um, why I root for local teams, because I want the town to be happy. I want the town to be excited. I want that energy because then it's better for me. But it seemed like pulling teeth all year long um, that, you know, success, failure, you know, stops and spurts. And ultimately, I feel like we all knew what and where this was going to end. And to not be able to beat my Philadelphia Eagles, um, 
if you've listened to any of the sports shows that I've done, you know that I'm an Eagles fan. Let's just go ahead and put it out there since this is the first podcast for the ADD Sports Talk. Let me just run it down for you. I'm an Eagles fan in football. Everything else is L.A. I'm a Lakers fan, Dodgers fan. Um, I don't really follow any other sports. I mean, sure, I could talk to you about a little bit of hockey, maybe. I could talk to you about some other stuff, maybe. But it's not something I'm passionate about. Those are the three. Those are are what I'm passionate about. And those are my squads, right? So with that being said, I knew that the Eagles didn't have the team with Nick Foles at quarterback, the talent to beat the Falcons. But with that being said, I underestimated the cursed mentality of the Falcons team. And, and, you know, sports, if you've ever played it, and even if you haven't, you probably understand that it's far more mental than it is physical. There's a lot of fast guys out there. There's a lot of guys who can jump. There's a lot of guys who can shoot. I mean, if you've played in in rec centers and, you know, at playgrounds or um, whatever the case may be, you've probably seen some of these guys, right? I mean, NBA talent, NFL talent, MLB talent. But for some reason or the other, they have the lacking of the mental aspect that it takes to be great on those levels, right? And so I think that's what separates the people who end up achieving great success from those that don't. Even when you get to that level, it's still a mental thing that separates the people that are successful that are in the NFL from the ones who are just in the NFL or in the NBA and vice versa, right? So um, I I just didn't count on that mentality um, being something that I think was going to keep them from, I I looked at the talent and there's no way if you just match up talent that the Falcons should have lost to, there's no way they should have lost to the Eagles, but they did, right? I mean, it's 10 to 15. Are you telling me that, again, I know that the Eagles' defense is is pretty good. Uh, That's the best part of that team right now is that defense, Um, most notably that defensive front. But 10 points, Falcons, 10 points. When you're talking about Jarrett Goff and the Rams, sure, they were the highest-scoring team, but Jarrett Goff put up over 50. I I mean, over 40, I should say. Neither, that's neither here nor there. ADD alert. But um, I'm just saying that that shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have went that way. I had the idea that the Falcons were going to be on one of those New York Giants, nine and seven in the season, late run to the Super Bowl, get hot because they had the talent, right? Nope. They had the cursed mind is what prevented them. And I don't know if it's Matt Ryan. I don't know if it's Julio Jones. I don't know if it's all of them. You know what I mean? But it's it's something. I give them credit, again, like I said, for making it back to the playoffs. They could have just folded up and and been still in their head about that 28-3 to 
terrible loss to the Patriots. And so with that being said, the question is, again, ADD alert, what is is it a curse? You know what I mean? Because let's, let's just move it over to the preview of these games coming up. We have the Eagles and the Case Keenums, right? I mean, both of these teams are coming in with perennial backup quarterbacks leading the charge, right? And so then what 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 kind of mindset does that have, right? I think you come in with a different mindset because as a backup, you've always really maybe not you, – uh, you've accepted not being the strongest link in the chain of your team for whatever reason. Not to say that you didn't think you were good. I'm sure Case Keenum thinks he's great. But I think at some point you resign yourself to understand that, okay, this is where I, I fit in. But he's got his, his – his, and maybe not for Case Keenum. I don't know. And maybe not for Nick Foles. I don't know. If, if Nick Foles has records. I mean, he holds the record for most touchdowns in a, in a game. Seven, seven touchdowns in one game and didn't play the fourth quarter. So, I mean, technically, he he might have been able to hold the record by himself if they let him stay in the game. So this is what you have on your resume. So I'm sure that there's a level of confidence that they both have that they say, listen, I can do this, right? And so maybe that's why their teams are where they are right now. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't have that same confidence, not when it comes to Nick Foles, because I've seen what I've seen. So um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, if you listen to these guys, you would, th- you would think that they are the reigning Super Bowl champions, just the way that they talk right now. And it could be all talk. Could be on some LeVar ball shit, right? Where they just talk and it ain't really much behind it. We'll get to LeVar here in a minute. I don't want to ADD off of that too quick. Um, But I think that their mentality is far from, and if anybody feels like they could have been cursed as them, they haven't ever won a Super Bowl. I think they've been to one when they had Mark Brunel back in the day. Um, I don't remember how well they did. I think they probably, it wasn't close if I, if I remember correctly, but the bottom line is, I think that the reason why Tom Brady is Tom Brady, the reason why the Patriots are the Patriots is because they have the mentality that they are fucking better than everyone else. And they carry themselves much that way. And to the point where when you join their squad, it doesn't matter what the fuck you thought before you got there. This is what you're going to think now. What you're going to think now is that you are the shit. You are better than everyone else. You are upper class. Doesn't matter what you, where you've been. And if you don't hold yourself in that, that sort of light, you're not going to be on that team long. I mean, just think about it. Even Gronkowski carries himself that way. And sure, Gronkowski's a great tight end. Is he the best tight end that we've ever seen? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I, I really don't. I He doesn't. I watch him. 
and his routes are stiff and he's bigger than everybody else. He he doesn't have moves. I mean, we could go back, you know, Hernandez was actually a better physically talented, more talented tight end. And and it was showing, right? He was starting to ascend into that number one tight end role before he started killing people, right? Um, it, or maybe not before he started killing people, but before he got caught killing people, right? So with that being said, I don't know if a curse is a curse. I think a curse is all in your mind. I think a curse is in your fan's mind, and I think that's what happens, right? I think it permeates from one plane to the next. You know, the fans believe there's no way that we can do this. I have a friend who has written off pretty much all Atlanta sports, born and raised in Atlanta. And I'm sure at one point rooted for Atlanta sports. I'm sure he was a Hawks fan when Neek was here, when the Hawks were good um, and, and really had a shot at being something had it not been for Michael Jordan, right? Had it not been for the Boston Celtics, right, of those times. You know, I, I feel like they were, he, I'm sure he was a big fan then. I'm sure he was a fan of the Dirty Birds, right? Back in when the Falcons, you know, went to the Super Bowl before Eugene Robinson started soliciting hookers in the middle of the night before the game. You know, I, I think that I feel like he rooted for them. But at some point throughout all the heartbreak, you get in your mind, there's just not going to happen. Just not going to happen. Case in point, last year, I, I was, you know, speaking to this friend, I was able to get this friend off of the fuck Atlanta sports bandwagon and actually get him to root for the Falcons. Sure, it took being up 28 to 3 at halftime to do it, but he believed. He believed for that split second, for that half. You know what I mean? He believed because it didn't last long before they started fucking up and the Patriots took advantage and they ended up losing the game. We all know the outcome. But the reality of it is, he believed for a minute, but now I don't think he'll ever believe again, right? I just don't think it's possible. And why am I bringing that up? My point is that I think what happens to teams is that it starts with their fan base. They they just give up and they make sure that they they they, they don't offer that support. They don't the, the vibe, the mental vibe, everything. You know, the pressure solely becomes on the players to prove. And then if there's any hiccups along the way, if there's any adversity along the way, then that disbelief from the fans overwhelms and overrides everything else and then starts to creep in just a little bit, right, into the back of your head as a, as a player, in, in the back of your head as, you know, a coach, and you make the wrong call or you make the wrong play, you make a bad throw, and then that just kind of steamrolls, and you think, are these motherfuckers right? And I'm wrong. Because one thing that I heard recently um, was the phrase self-esteem versus crowd-esteem. I think most of us have the ability to have crowd esteem. I think when the crowd is behind us, when the crowd is rooting for us, it's easy to believe that you are what they say you are. You are what you say you are. You are what you believe yourself to be. 
However, when the crowd esteem is gone, do you have the self-esteem to, to say, I'm still that when no one else believes you but you? And I believe that's what is preventing Atlanta sports from being really what it needs to be or what it could be because it's not about talent. I mean, hell, when they won 60 games, nobody except for me thought that they were going to do anything. I didn't think they were going to beat LeBron. I didn't think that they were going to do that, but I thought they could. I thought that they had the talent. I thought they played with the the right they played basketball the right way that they could overcome the talent of a LeBron. But enough of that. Um, so bottom line, point being, no, curses aren't real. They're all in your mind. And Atlanta sports, just like many uh, other sports franchises and sports teams across this country, have that mindset that, yeah, we can't do it. And conversely, the Panthers don't. Not right now. Not right now. Their team is too young to, to, to feel that way. You know what I mean? That saying, young, dumb, and full of cum, they are it. And with that being said, my prediction for this week, upset city. Duval County, baby. Um, I, 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 you heard it here first, and I know I'm probably not the only one that may be saying something like this, but I truly believe that they have not only the talent, and it's not because of Blake Bortles. I, again, I don't know what he believes he is, and it may not even matter. I think that he has enough crowd esteem going for him right now that to boost his self-esteem. And... Um, when I mean crowd esteem, I'm not even talking about necessarily the crowd itself because they're going to be on the road, but that team, that team is filling itself so much that regardless of what he may feel internally, um, or his flaws or his limitations, I think that he has enough, um, crowd esteem right now to get the job done. So with that being said, I'm picking the, um, Jacksonville, I mean, yeah, the Jaguars. Did I say Panthers? I did. I'm sorry. It's a different cat. But anyways, um, the Panthers to uh, upset the Patriots. On the other side, uh, gosh, damn it. I don't even know what to do because, again, I have two. I don't have enough crowd esteem for my Eagles, and they're playing at home. And all I know is that they, if Carson Wentz was there, obviously you know what I would be saying. He's not. Nick Foles is there, and I don't want to subtract or withdraw, but I feel like Nick Foles feels he's Nick Foles. I feel like Case Keenum feels like he's something else, and he's kind of shown it all season. So therefore, he has more of a, track record to fall back on as far as embracing it and supporting his belief. So with that being said, I'm going with the upset and it may not be an upset in Vegas mind because of the fact that they have um, the Eagles as the underdog already, but I'm going to say Minnesota. 
um, is going to win that game. I don't know the score. I don't know how close it's going to be, but I do think, and I know it, it hurts. It's not, you, you know, what most sports fans think is the cool thing to do because in sports, right, you just root for your team regardless, right? But you're not going to get that on this show. I'm going to keep it real. I told you at the beginning, it's going to be the realist. It's going to be facts. And that's all I'm going to work off of. So with that being said, it, Super Bowl is going to be as crazy as it sounds. Minnesota playing at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, is that a Super Bowl we want to see? I don't know. And, and you know what? That's not even really the point. But that's the one we're going to get, if you ask me. All righty. Next topic, guys. Uh, shoot. Here we go. Um, kind of my favorite, least favorite thing to talk about. LeVar Ball. And um, the reason I, I even talking about this is because, I, I mean, if, Le, if Lonzo Ball wasn't a Laker, I probably wouldn't even care. I wouldn't probably bring this dude up. But he's personally affecting my life because of that. You know what I mean? Because I love my Lakers. You know what I mean? I, I do. Um, basketball is my favorite sport. Um, the Lakers are my favorite team, always have been, always will be. And this dude has somehow infiltrated himself like a fucking gnat, a flea, a tick into the fucking fiber of what was once greatness. Sure, we haven't been good for a while. And, and I understand that. I think, though, there's a lot of things that have transpired. I mean, getting rid of Jim, which I don't, oh my gosh, let's not get me started. Um, Jim Buss is probably the, one of the best steps that we could have took in the right direction to get this thing back to where it needs to be. But letting this guy into our house and letting him into our organization has started to become what I knew it would be from the beginning. Uh, and that's a problem. That's a problem because this dude don't care about nothing but his brand. And if his, his brand over everything, he would love to sabotage the Lakers at the expense of building up his own brand. He would care less. That would be like the ultimate notch on his belt, right? I mean, and he sent his son in like a damn double-edged fucking double spy, you know, into our organization. And don't get me wrong. I think that Lonzo's a good player. I mean, he rebounds well for his, you know, for his position. He definitely has the eye for the assist. Um, he's an below average, or no, no, no. I'm going to say he's an adequate scorer for a first-year rookie and obviously could get better at that. So the potential is there. And so I'm not uh, totally disappointed with him being a Laker. I'm just disappointed that he's the son of LeVar. If he was the son of some other dude, I would feel totally different about Lonzo. But what he comes with is this circus, much like Tim Tebow, much like Terrell Owens, much like, you know, a lot of talented people that have had other things outside of the sport that come along with them that make it so 
their talent, you have to weigh against that that other thing, right? And right now, I don't think his talent is at that level where it's it's balancing out. And, and the reason I say that, and it could change, right? I mean, the most latest thing was, again, obviously, LeVar running his mouth about, um, you know, Luke having lost the team and, you know, this, that, and the other. And for what? Like, why? What the fuck is that about? Like, again, actions speak louder than words for me. And your actions tell me you don't care about this team because that's not something that helps at all. Trying to run the organization or, you know, tell people how it should be run from, from a parent who has done this. And, and, there's, and what fucks me up is the crowd esteem that he gets from you guys. People listening to this podcast are some of the same people that give this dude that crowd esteem that makes him feel like that he can do this type of shit and get away with it. And it's not right, y'all. Y'all need to stop. For real. I, I'm, I'm on Twitter with cats talking about, oh, yeah, he, he's right. He's this and that. What the fuck? How is he right? How do you feel like Luke is, Luke is in, what, the third year, second year uh, of coaching? You know what I mean? And really, he's actually in a second year because the first, you know, half a year was with, he wasn't even really a head coach. So, for you, for anybody to say that they know he's lost a team is ridiculous, right? I mean, it really is. And to say that he might be right and LeVar is this and that, I, 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 I get pissed off at the power of the crowd esteem that is, is given to this dude for all kinds of reasons, right? People want to support him because they want to see a black enterprise do well. I'm down with that. Okay, I'm not against that. So, but not at the detriment of my fucking team. I'm not. That's not that's not okay with me. If you're telling me that for fucking big baller brand to to pop, the Lakers gotta suffer, well fuck big baller brand. Fuck his black entrepreneurship and fuck him. That's how I feel about it. Because I don't care as much about his fucking brand as I do the Laker brand. So I'm sorry. I got a little worked up, but it's only because, again, I love my Lakers squad. And to l- watch this dude start to seemingly try to dismantle it or act as if he doesn't give a shit um, about it um, is a problem for me. And so when I hear people prop this dude up as, oh, yeah, he's this and he's that. Okay, great. You know, I'm not knocking him. Sure, he, he dropped his kid out of high school. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No one's saying he had to go to college. Your other kid got caught stealing. You poo-pooed that like it was no big deal. Mm, that kind of was a big deal. I mean, because who the fuck is he? Winona Ryder? I mean, you guys got money. Why is he stealing? I mean, that is a direct reflection on I, I, listen, I don't want to make it a different topic. I don't want to get into parenting, you know, and how your kids are a reflection of the job you've done. But if I were, the fact that your son is in fucking China, stealing shit that you could buy him, obviously, I hope, since you bought his little brother a Lamborghini, 
I think you could buy him some sunglasses and shit, regardless of the name, that he didn't need to steal, but he's out there doing it. Or, okay, I wasn't there. Maybe he wasn't stealing. Maybe he was just with some thieves, right? Mm, that's still kind of like that thing my parents used to tell me. You know what I mean? You see trouble, you run. You are who you hang around with. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows about accomplices, right? You know how that works. I mean, if he grew up in Southern California, he knows what an accomplice is. If you're witness to a crime and you don't do anything about it, you're an accomplice. Unless you were just a witness. No, you weren't just a witness. You were there with them. You weren't the getaway driver, but you were in the car when the drive-by went down. And you didn't do anything at worst. I mean, at best, I should say. That's what Mello was. So for him to sweep that under the rug and then act as if nothing happened, mm, that's an ass clown move. Okay, so then everybody's all hyped up. Oh, wait a minute. He's got his boys in a professional Lithuania or Lavastonia, some other country, you know, where they're now pros. That's awesome. I remember a couple years back. Well, no, last year. Whenever they were in the their senior, when Melo was a senior, and they went to the playoffs, and their asses got shut out by high school players. Didn't I mean, I, I shouldn't say shut out. Maybe like five points, seven points, some shit like that. By high school players that I was like, hmm. Maybe they're not as awesome as you, you, you make them out to be, shooting 40-foot you know, threes. Their current coach has said, Leangelo has got a problem with that. Like, he tells him not to do it, and he does it anyway. Like, why? It, I mean, okay, ADD alert. Um, let me get back to what I was saying. It is, you know, the point that people prop this dude up, and I think I try to understand. And again, the black entrepreneurial aspect of it, I do understand. But I need y'all to understand the rest of it. He, it's not helping, right? I mean, so he gets them to go overseas. They sign a pro contract, and it's like, yeah, he's doing it. He's got this big baller brand challenge where he's got the professional team playing these sub-professional teams. Oh, that's awesome. So then they look good in those games. But then when they play real games against not even NBA level cats, mm, not so much, man. So again, action speaks louder than words. I don't want to hear how great they can be as far as these other ball brothers. His golden goose is Lonzo. Let's just put it out there. Everybody else is being drug along on his coattails. Lonzo has NBA talent. I'll, there's no denying that. Don't know about anything else in the ball family. And But if you listen to some people, I'm the fucking minority. I'm the hater. I'm the one that is sitting back just kicking facts. And But somehow it gets construed as something else. And the reality of it is these other two brothers – whether they are good, great, whatever, 
Who knows? Not to say you can't get better. But what I do know right now, they're not NBA talent. Shit, there may not even be Lithuania talent, man. I mean, let's just be real. In the, in the one game that they played against the professionals, they didn't score a point. Not a point. So uh, I, I'm just saying, let's deal with actions. Let's not deal with hypotheticals. Let's not deal with, oh, well, he's doing this and he's doing that. You know, um, oh, he's making shoes and he's, 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 you know, this, that, and the other. Okay, I, you know, he was making shoes last year. I still have yet to meet one person other than Jay-Z that, and I, I don't know no one. And maybe it's because they cost too much. I said that on a previous show on a different podcast. I said that. Again, ADD moment. I digress. LeVar, I respect the hustle. I respect the Don Kingery of what you're doing. I, I do. But when it starts to affect the team that I support, the team that I grew up loving, that's when it becomes a problem. I wouldn't give a two shits if he was doing this in Minnesota, if he was doing this in Indiana or Chicago. I really wouldn't. I, I, I promise you, I probably wouldn't. But when it comes to my Lakers, man, this shit's got to stop and somebody's got to say something. And that somebody is going to be me until it changes, right? So, hey, as far as it's concerned, you heard it here. LeVar Ball, great hustle game. I don't know where it stops. But when it starts to affect my squad, that's when I got a problem with it. And now you know. All right, folks, I did have some other things I wanted to talk about, but you know what? That's it. I'm going to just give it that dose. It's the first episode, right? I'm going to try to do multiple episodes weekly, at least one episode a week to keep you guys entertained. I hope this was entertaining for you guys. Send me topics that you guys would like to talk about or like for me to talk about. Um, The email is ADDST, so that's ADDS as in sports, T as in talk, at gmail.com. I'm going to get some other things up. I'm going to get a Twitter. I'm going to get a, um, you know, some other social media things that I can distract myself and get all ADD with on it. But you know what? Man, it feels good to be back in the booth. I appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, tell your friends, subscribe to any, what, what could you subscribe to? I don't even have anything to subscribe to right now. So scratch that part. But you know what? I will. I'm going to get some shit. And so until then, Till next time, peace.